Episode 76 of Slap City, guys. It's very warm, Mr. Mike, here on the sunny and breezy day because it's always been this warm, I but guess. Spring <laughs> has. Spring is springing. Yeah, it's about time. It hasn't sprung. I need like a week of this before I say spring is sprung. Well, you gotta have a week of that next week, hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. Safe. I've heard that we've, we've danced that dance before. This is still New York weather where Mother Nature quickly gives you her backside to kiss. It's like 60, though. So, I mean, you know, you never know. I'm here for it. Like, it's just got to, that's what we, <laughs> they keep saying that it's going to be cool, and then it's cold. Out of nowhere. Like, it, like last cool. weekend. Like, last weekend, it was like 70 on Saturday, and then out of nowhere, it just got to 40-something, like, at 7 or 8. I'm like, what the Right heck? when people were, uh, I was supposed to be doing something for my birthday. It was crazy. And I was supposed to eat out with my girl, and then we ate out, and then it got cold out of nowhere, and we were like... It was so cold and mm-hmm. stuff. I didn't bring my sweater, and I was like, oh, I should have bought my sweater. I knew it was going to be cold at some point. Welcome to New York, baby. <clears throat> but, you know, of course, NBA playoffs started this last weekend, and, of course, it got into this week, too. But before we get into that stuff, you know, the NFL schedule just came out yesterday. And, uh, you know, I was just curious to see what the Jets and Giants were really going to face and stuff. And, and to be quite honest, this, this schedule doesn't really favor much for either team. The Giants specifically have like the eighth toughest schedule, and yet they were like five and eleven last year. Or something like that. I mean, actually, they had a worse record last year. Mm-hmm. They were like two and fourteen, and yet they have the eighth toughest schedule in the league. Okay, help me on this. Do, does the schedule have to do with your standings? It has to do. I think what you have done last year going you into suck, this year. You're supposed to have an easier schedule. Is yeah, pretty much. And I don't know why they got the tougher schedule. Usually, when you suck, you have like an easy schedule, and if you're good, you have the harder schedule. And the hardest schedule in the league right now, according to the some uh, information I found, uh, Green Bay Packers have the toughest schedule in the league. And then second is the Lions and the Saints. They're tied for second. And Tampa's fourth. And then Cleveland Browns, five. Los Angeles Rams, Seahawks are all tied for fifth. Giants, Cardinals, Bears, Vikings are all tied for eighth. Panthers, 12. Falcons, 13. Redskins, 14. Tied for 15. 49ers, Cowboys, Dolphins, 18. Bills, 19. Eagles, Chiefs, 21. Ravens, 22. Patriots, Colts, 24th Chargers, 25th tied for 25th Jets, Broncos, Steelers, Jacksonville Jaguars, 29th Raiders, Bengals, and then Titans and Texans are like the last two. So yeah, the, it's like the Giants tied for eighth, and it's almost like they gotta have a tougher schedule. And I, and I was looking at their games actually even yesterday too, and I'm like, man, they got some really tough games going ahead, and also the Jets too. But you know, I don't want to. I don't know if we should start doing this early prediction because we don't even know what the teams are going to be. But if I had to guess, because I think we should do this anyway, but we should probably start off with the Jets first before we get to the Giants. Because the Giants is very interesting, their schedule, especially the first couple of games. It's interesting. And also, Brandon Marshall's cut, so I don't know if Des Bryant's going to come to the Giants. I don't know how, if he would. How foul was it that Des, that Brian Marshall tweets, no room? And then he got cut. And then he gets cut and they make room. I don't know. I, I don't know if they want Des Bryant. I mean, you know. That that, well, I don't either. It's just the fact that now there's room. I don't know if they even want Des Bryant though. I mean, I don't want well, our diva. He, here's my thing. I don't want them wasting a draft pick on a running back. I want them to shore up the offensive line and finally get Eli some help. That's or, or, where the offensive. That's where the draft, in my opinion, that's where the draft needs to go. I agree with you, but I think it will make sense if they had um they either trade down. To get either offensive line because if they have a second pick, they everybody's gonna pick the running back Barkley, and I know he's great and everything, but do you really want to get a, a a running back over offensive line, maybe over a quarterback too? You need the offensive line, man. You need that. 
I know we definitely need that, and I don't know what's gonna happen because because for me, if I were the Giants, I would just need to trade down, get some picks, get off into line. Or if you think that you can want to win now, because that's their mentality right now, Patrick Schumer and um, they you know the manager, um, it's they just get the offensive line together. Eli is not <laughs> as terrible as everybody keeps trying to make him sound. I, I love how they make him sound like he's the worst quarterback in the league, but he's. <laughs> He's falling off the cliff, as Max Kellerman loves to say. He doesn't say that about Eli, though. Like, even he knows. No, it's not a matter of Eli being terrible. It's a matter of him playing with no running game and no offensive line. I mean, Gettleman, like, he, he's a non no-nonsense guy. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if you want Des Bryant either. And I don't know what he's going to do. He said he doesn't know he's going to pick a second. But, you know, that's all smokescreen. Like, but then there was reports I heard on the Michael K show saying that, according to some sources, that Gettleman never lies about things since he was, like, five years old or something like that. Since he was five years old. He never lied to, like, his father or anybody about things. So, I don't even know. Like That sounds like a lie in itself. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I think he knows. Like, he's not going to reveal it. But, you know, even earlier, like, last month, when Anita Mark said that, like, oh, they got to get Saquon Barkley. And I'm like, I mean, th- this second pick, the last time they had a second pick was was a long time ago. I think, like, in the early 80s. Well, was it Lawrence Taylor? He's the second pick oh, for wow. the Giants. That was the last time they ever had a second pick. So I'm just thinking to myself, man, what are they going to do at the second pick? Are they going to pick uh, somebody who's going to help them right now? Or are they going to pick somebody that's for the future? Because I think we all know... That the Giants, I don't think they're going to be a playoff contender this year unless they suddenly upgrade out of nowhere and become this. You know, 1981, they had the second pick, Lawrence Taylor, and you know that happened. He was a Hall of Famer and they won the Super Bowls and everything. But are they going to really pick Saquon Barkley because of what he can do? Because he's probably the most talented player in this draft. And then you have the quarterbacks. But then no one really trusts these quarterbacks. Because quarterbacks, they're either going to be a bust or they're going to be decent or they're going to be great or they're going to be a Hall of Famer. You know, those, those four quarterbacks. Where it's Baker Mayfield, um, Sam Darno, Josh Roslin, Josh Allen, and then those other quarterbacks in this draft as well. But those four specifically, one of them could be a bust, one of them could be a Hall of Famer, one of them could be decent, one of them could be good. Mm-hmm. So, and they, they never said anything about, oh, these are sure going to be Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Like no, when you, nobody says that. You know, when Payne Manning was drafted, I think some people say he was going to be a great quarterback, although the Ryan Leaf pick really was suspect. Then Dan Marino, they say he was going to be this talented guy, and he Which became he Hall was. of Famer, yeah. And then you had Andrew Luck, who was supposed to be great. I mean, if he's healthy, he's great. Which he is. Yeah. Russell Wilson was just like a steal for the Seahawks. So and he's been great. Yeah. And, then you know, history tells you that really – the top quarterbacks don't really plan out to be Hall of Famers like that. There's like a probably less than 50% chance you get a Hall of Famer and even the top five. It's almost like the quarterbacks that you get like in the third, fourth, even the last round. Mm-hmm. Those are the quarterbacks that somehow become greater than the ones that are like the top quarterbacks in the league. I mean, just look at history. Like Montana was like a fourth round pick, a third round pick. Uh, Wilson, the same thing. Brady's like the last round pick. He was 199. Like those guys, they're great. And Ben Roethlisberger, like saw him coming. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger was like late first round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Eli Manning, of course, was number one, and you know, because the Giants traded and everything. And then you have Phil Rivers as well. Aaron Rodgers was a late first round pick, which is insane. Like people who now are late, you look at it like yeah, the the greatest football player, one of the best football players ever. What do they call him? One of the most talented. Football player, period. Oh, and Rodgers? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, he was a late first-round pick. Alex Smith was the first was the number one pick in that draft. Then Rodgers wanted to go to the to the 49ers, and he didn't. So he got drafted by Green Bay. 
mm-hmm. and he became you know this guy because you know Packers they have a good quarterback school they they get quarterbacks in they teach them their system and they become great like that you know that's how that's why they've been so good at these quarterbacks and especially development because that's what the Jets are missing too they need development in these quarterbacks so that, I, that, yeah, that's true. because that's why like people tell me oh you should get Baker Mayfield because he looks great and everything yeah you can get these quarterbacks you can you can get them but I'm not worried about that what I'm worried about is can you develop them yeah. can they be great can you on, turn them into something? yeah because you can get like the most talented guy and he, you on development? I say we absolutely pass on getting a quarterback if you're the Giants. I say if you need a backup quarterback, go get Colin Kaepernick, and he let him play your backup, and go do your thing, shoring up the offensive line. That's really all I care about. That's that's my 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 entire philosophy when it comes to these dudes is just getting your offensive line together. That's what the Giants need. The only thing I worry about though too is that. You know, the Giants have the second pick, and really what's going to determine who they're going to pick is what the Browns pick first because the Browns could pick a running back first for all we know. Maybe they'll pick a quarterback. Like, we don't even know for sure. They might pick Sam Darnold first. They might pick Josh Rosen first or Josh Allen, who's, like, supposed to be his raw talent. He's, like, really, really – like, he threw, I think, 80-yard pass or something like that mm-hmm. from a field. Like, that's incredible that if you go throw that far. But, like – I don't know what the Browns are going to do. They have the number one and number fourth pick. So, all in all, they might go quarterback. And then maybe the Giants might go quarterback. And then the Jets go quarterback. And then the fourth pick, the Browns might pick a running back. Mm-hmm. They might pick Barkley. So, it might be quarterback and Barkley for the Browns. Or maybe they just pick quarterback and then the Giants pick a running back. Or the Giants trade down. Like, there's so many scenarios you can have. And the, the fact that the draft is, six, is basically like five days away of next week, Thursday. There's going to be so much to talk about in that whole room for them, especially they're going to be like, are they going to trade? Are they going to go down? Are they going to stay at second? Are they, what are they going to do the Giants? And the Jets, mm-hmm. they traded already, so it's just waiting on what the Browns and Giants do. Right. And this is also an important draft because the Giants and Jets, they're like pretty much neck and neck. They're two and third. So this is going to determine who made the right pick in New York City, who got the Hall of Famer, who got the bus. Right. So that's it's pressure right now. It really is, and and also especially for all these general managers, there's so much pressure on who you get the right guy, but also the right guy, you could turn him to your bus because you don't develop him the right way, or he's just not in the right environment or anything. And the overall, there's no telling. You never yeah. know. One good injury. That's what I'm saying. Draft like drafting. Like people talk about, oh, let's get all these picks up. You know, like in basketball, let's get all these picks. But you don't even know when these picks become great out of nowhere. It could be great for one year and basketball, then they bust. Yeah, basketball is totally different. Like look at Jeremy Lin. Yeah. He's good, and then look what happened now. He's he got injury. One good year, maybe. I don't. It wasn't even a whole year. It was like half a season. If not, nah, well, the lot. It was nah. a lockout season too. So it was like, yeah, yeah. He I don't, had I was, like a stretch of like <clears throat> ten games. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah, that was it at all. And then after that, he fizzled. He hasn't been the same on any team he's going to. It's he, like Tyreek like, Evans. He was rookie of the year. Yeah. And look at him now. Yeah. Like, he, he, he was averaging 21, too. And then look what happened now. He's not even, like, he's averaging nearly, like, 15, 14 Meanwhile, right now. dude like Kuzma comes out of nowhere. Undrafted guy. And, and just starts hooping his brains out. And he might be the steal of that draft if he becomes great. Uh, apparently, right now, it's looking like, I mean, who else? More than Lonzo Ball. I mean, Ben Simmons is good. But, yeah, yeah, Ben Simmons. I mean, I mean on that tier. Yeah. Like, on, and, and that far down. Look at oh, him. like Draymond Green was the second round. There you pick. go. And See, he be developed to this great power forward. Shout Tony, out to Tony, Mark Jackson. Tony Parker, same thing. Yeah. Gin- Ginobili. Shout out. That's that's um 
that's all that's all coach pop oh by the way before we go any further yeah I know. respects I... to coach pop and on the loss of his wife you hate to see bad things happen to good people i know and i've man. always even as a diehard knicks fan i've always liked coach popovich i've always liked them the jokes he always yeah cracked. the sense of humor yeah going back and forth with um seager all the time all Craig those Sager, times yeah. seager oh god wow, i mess his name up <laughs> Going back and forth with uh, Sager all those times, and you know, for him to lose his wife That's after his best 40, friend. 40 plus years of marriage, like, oh man, going home to that house and it's empty. Now it's, and I guess it's, that was his best friend. Now he's going to go home empty. And it's like, you know, you get older and you, sometimes you just get lonely. Mm-hmm. And, you, and then somebody passes away like that, that you spent with for like more than four decades. Mm-hmm. And now she's not there anymore. It's just a sad thing. It really but like, is. You, you've been with this person. Almost longer than you've been, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, half, more than half your life. If he's like 60 and he's been with her for 40 years, if he's like 70 and he's been with her for 40 years, it's like almost half your That's like half your time. That's crazy. It is incredible, man. I really hope that he's, he's well right now. I don't even coach yesterday. I know that they, they, they weren't that talented to beat the Warriors. We get it and everything. But I mean, the whole I league was. I was rooting for him. Yeah, just to get that like one win. Yeah, just to get that win for them. But like, it wasn't enough. And they tried. They tried. They tried. I mean, shoot, they injured two. They injured two Warriors players. You mean Patty Mills injured two? Because you know, you know, what's interesting about those injuries. The Patty Mills was all all of them. them. Um, Both of them. Both dudes. Both times, it was Patty Mills running over people's ankles. They just want to survive and win Game Four and get rest. I think that's Clay. I think that's what's Clay. Clay's probably gonna go off then, if they're gonna have to. Because I don't know if Durant will play. I don't know if Livingston will play, what are you, but I know Clay up? and Green will play. They're three, three, three zero. Yeah, right? so one I don't know. More, if, they got one more to close it out. And I don't know if the Rand Livingston will play. I mean, they got two days of rest. They got a couple of days of rest, they, they, but they should be fine. They should be fine, but you know Durant's how Rand's gonna be fine. I don't know about Livingston. Yeah, the Rand looks like he was fine. He was just like walk it off or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know if they want to put pressure on. You know, you know how ankle injuries are. I think we all suffer ankle injuries at some point in our life. You know how that hurts. Yeah. Like you feel good, like you feel good because you have the adrenaline, but when the next day is all stiff and then you're trying to walk on it and it hurts. But uh, he, yeah. So there's no telling. How many days did they get off? I think like until Sunday they play. I have to check the schedule. But the thing is, is that yeah, I think if they don't play, it's gotta be Clay and Green just to take. Just win the game. They gotta win the game. And they got two all stars. The, they could. The they have a chance. Yeah, chance. and the bench has that. The bench has to go in. And Javale McGee's just gotta hold down. Yeah, uh, Marcus Aldridge, like he's been doing. You just gotta stay on him. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, before we get into basketball, though, let's just look at this quick Jets schedule that they have because it, it's just funny about the schedule. The first two weeks, it's like they got the lines first. I think that's a win. I, I, I don't know if they. I mean, it could be tough. Maybe they'll lose, bro. We know, but I think they should win against the Lions, the Dolphins. I'll give them a win. They're playing at home. It's on a Sunday. So hopefully they win that game. And hopefully the Jets win on my birthday because my birthday's on a Monday, actually. <laughs> but ah, well, hopefully early, they, early salute. Yeah, hopefully they win that. Um, what do you think the Jets win against the Lions? I don't want to play this game anymore. Last <laughs> time, remember what happened last time I did this? Oh, yeah. The Giants went like 2-14. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm directly blaming myself. I really feel like it But was... it's a new season. For all we know, they might, it might change the picks this year. Maybe, maybe you actually get it right this year. You know, that's the thing about these picks, but they're just so early. But it's like the they got the Jets got two, three games in two weeks. They got the Lions, Dolphins, and Browns. They should go 2-1. That's just my opinion. Then they go Jack Jacksonville. They're probably going to lose that game because of the defense. Then they face the Broncos at home. They should win that game. The Colts is going to be tough. The Vikings is going to be tough because you got Cousins. Then you got the Bears at, in the row. Maybe they should win that game. The Dolphins, they should be able to beat the Dolphins. For some reason, the Dolphins always split with them. The Bills, they're playing at home. They should win that game. 
But I don't know how good the Bills are going to be this year, even though they, they lost, like, a lot of good pieces. Then they got the bye week, and then, you know, the Patriots, Titans, Bills, Texans, Packers, which is weird because they're facing the Packers at home in the cold. That's going to be that's gonna be crazy, that game. Yikes. And then they got the Patriots, of course, after the bye week, so they got plenty of time to prepare for them. But we don't know if Brady's even going to play this year because now this, there's some reports now that he might not come back this season. So we'll see. And maybe they're just trying to kick out Bill Belichick. <clears throat> That's what Brady's trying to do right now. And Gronk. I don't know what they're going to do. Kick out Bill Belichick. Yeah, because, you know, he kind of screwed them over for the Super Bowl for benching Malcolm Butler. He did. And he also, he they that always have problems. They always have problems, I, I guess. And, and remember that that's, that incredible journalistic story that, that um, I forgot who wrote it, but it was for ESPN Magazine. He had like a couple, like five sources and everything about how this relationship between Brady, Belichick, and, and Kraft, like, how there was some arguments they had, like Brady didn't want Jeremy Garoppolo to be the next quarterback. He wanted to play for whatever until 45, which he thinks he can, but I don't know if he will. And then he was, like, telling them they should trade Garoppolo, which they did, and Belichick didn't want to do it. So, like, there was just a lot of con- conflict and arguments that they had. There was a lot of drama, even when Brady had his personal trainer. Like, it was it was a lot of I stuff. don't know how you messed that up. I don't know how, it's I don't know how you... Yeah. It's I all egos. How, I don't know how you allow that to mess everything up. You know, Brady has an ego. Belichick definitely has an ego. Kraft, yeah, he has an ego. He's an I mean, but they're all they all have egos based on the exact same thing: the amount of championships and being Patriots and being winners. Yeah, but you know, at, at some point, you always want to have credit over somebody else, and in sports which especially, is, which is where I don't understand how you messed this up. Like everybody's pride too. Hit. I could understand if Bill Belichick was the quarterback too. You understand? Yeah. I can understand if if Tom Brady was the owner too. But you're not. None of you are in each other's way. None of you are in each other's lane. You're the owner, you're the coach, you're the quarterback. Everybody has their own thing that they're going to be great at. So they can't really be but so much credit given to you over this other guy. For Brady, nobody else is on the field. For Belichick, nobody else is on the sidelines calling the shots. And for the owner, nobody else is cutting the checks and, and, and putting the team together and, and taking care of all the all the finances. So everybody's got their credit. Got their role. They got right. They you can't do. take credit for being on the field. He can't take credit for being on the sideline. Either one of you can take credit for being the owner. So what is this jockeying for position? If I was the owner, I'd really be like, okay, listen, fellas, whatever you need, you guys just figure it out and let me know. And then if I'm the coach and I'm like, all right, look, look listen, Brady, whatever you need, whatever it Makes you feel whatever doesn't get in your way. Yeah. Let's do that. And then if I'm Brady, I'm I'm thinking to myself, listen, whatever doesn't get in my way and just lets me play the game. I don't if I get hurt at this point in my career, if I just come off with another ring, I don't really care how I get it. No one's gonna say this guy got me a ring, like this other ring came via this other quarterback. If I get hurt and Jimmy Garoppolo comes in and 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 does his thing and, and we go to the championship. They wouldn't say that, but you got to think about it in sports overall. I mean, think, think about what Kyrie Irving left Cleveland and but, look how Cleveland is now. But his, think about when people left Kobe Bryant and he still ended up with that sixth ring, with that fifth ring. But he needed that. He needed but, those ties because he needed to prove everybody that he could have won without Shaq. But, without Shaq. But, Part of that, part of my point in that is when they start, no one's going to credit Robert Ory for Kobe's ring. Oh, of course. Kobe yeah. still has five rings, no matter who who took the shot that got yeah. him over the top. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no matter how many dunks 
Shaq did to carry that team at that specific point in the game and, and to put them over the top. Or Robert Ory's big shot at the end that put him over the top. Or Paul Gasol's shots at the end that put him over. You know what I mean? Or like Metal World Peace when he made that shot. Or Metal World Peace that, yeah. that put him over the top. <laughs> yeah. Like none of those none of those rings have asterisks on them. Except LeBron. Well, Le- all of LeBron's <laughs> rings are kind of like except, well, for except that the last first one. one. Except the first one. No, except the last one. Well, the last one it has an asterisk, and the second one. But the first one doesn't because they beat OKC. They were a young team. They, they the, should have won the, that game. The last one. Second one was Ray Allen. The, saved but, his but career. That's, my point is the last one is the one he actually got with his team. Well, yeah, because Raymond Green. and Everything else yeah. was Miami, Miami, which is D-Wade's team. So that's two asterisks right there. And then the last one you actually went out and got with your own squad. So I can give you that one is clean of an asterisk. Make pretty much. But every other ring you have, as far as I'm concerned, if you're LeBron, you didn't get till you got under somebody else. You had to go to Wade and you had to team up. So, but there's no asterisk on 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 Kobe's rings. No, and, and there are no real asterisks on on um Brady's rings, except for the two that he didn't get, which is Eli Manning and Eli Manning. Yeah. So that's it. Like nothing's in your way. Why do you allow that? I, I I did all that talking just to say. Why would you allow this to get in your way now? When all you got to do is solidify the legacy. What do you care what Jimmy Garoppolo does? Why are you looking over your shoulder? You're Tom Brady. Who cares? I know. Like at some point, I mean, uh, you eventually always, you're gonna retire. And you can't play forever, right? I, no one plays forever. Eventually, you're gonna want to retire. Yeah. Eventually, you're gonna want to call it a day. I mean, that, his wife even said it on the on yeah. The, the documentary. Everybody is starting to want you home, and eventually, you're going to okay, okay. Maybe if, even if you don't retire from football, you're going to retire from the quarterback quarterback position. Yeah. Maybe you go into coaching. Maybe, maybe you go into recruiting. Color commentary. Maybe know. you go into commentary. Yeah. Whatever it is, maybe you just do commercials. Maybe you direct Papa John's commercials. For <laughs> well, Peyton Manning actually did a smart thing. He actually traded all, I mean, sold all his franchises because Papa John's was in, was in a, I guess, in a little dilemma with like all the stuff that was happening during the Me Too movement and everything and then some other stuff. And some racist stuff apparently too, which is weird. So, but I mean, at some point, yeah, he's gonna have to either Brady's gonna retire. We all know that. I don't know if he's gonna be after this season. Maybe, maybe he does retire out of nowhere. Maybe we get breaking news right now saying that Tom Brady announces his retirement and Belichick is I don't know fired or something, and mm-hmm. Gronkowski's not coming back. Maybe we'll get that right now. I don't know where. I, I really hope it happened right now. Would be crazy if it just happened. I just said that and it just happened, but but like. Really, I don't know. It, it, the thing is about sports, and even in life, too, in careers, like, when you work at a company and you do all this stuff for them, you want, like, more credit than everybody because you, you want that. Like, you want that money. You want that um pride. You want that stamp on, on your legacy or your career. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, though, the owner has control over everything, you know? The owner has every right to either fire you or let you go or give you a raise or not give you a raise like that's how it works like you can't say that you get this and that like you own this and that at the end of the day it's who's in charge and who's the one who's paying you the check who's the one who's making these decisions and everything like Belichick is there yeah we get it but then there's Kraft then there's uh you know Brady of course but it's really just Kraft then Belichick then Brady but even Belichick gotta respect Kraft's decisions and also do these things that he doesn't want to do, like the trading Jimmy Garoppolo. He probably didn't want to do that. He wanted for the future. He always thinks about the future. They shouldn't have done, in my opinion. They shouldn't have traded him because now he's over there hooping. Yeah, it's true. 
So, yeah, it's just like, I mean, we'll see what happens. But hopefully it doesn't come to a point where suddenly now you see Brady not playing this season and Belichick's gone and then Gronkowski too. And then Kraft's like, oh, you just made a big mistake by trading Garoppolo away, which he probably will regret to this day if Brady retires Especially since Garoppolo, like I said, has been, has been giving it, you know, shooting the lights out. Yeah. He's been sniping all across the field here, so I don't. I don't that was just a bad idea. <laughs> and he's been balling too. It's not like he's, 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 he's. This guy's been playing great for the 49ers. No, nah, that's what I'm saying. Like sniping, he's been he's been letting the cannon fly, and they've been winning these games left, right, and center. So before we go into the playoffs, he's still not better. He's still not better. He's still not better <laughs> than Colin Kaepernick. Keep that in mind. You don't think Garoppolo's better than Kaepernick? The numbers. Go check the numbers. Oh, yeah, if you put the numbers, yeah, Kaepernick is still slightly better than Garoppolo. They, they revamped the team and gave him more weapons, and they, they showed up the offensive line, and all of a sudden Garoppolo looks great. All the things that Kaepernick didn't have to work with, and he still <laughs> had better numbers. So, yeah, that's what I'm on. Before we get into the playoffs, though, let's do it a little quick. I want to see this giant schedule, actually, and, you know, the first, like— This is going to suck. I'm totally keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> Why don't we go back to this, like, when they have the draft picks, when they have their team— Maybe we'll do this picks actually because I don't want to do it. I don't know people are doing these picks now. Like it's so early for that right now. Like we don't even know what the teams are gonna be. So, but the Giants schedule is interesting because they face the Jaguars first at uh, at home. Then they face the Cowboys. Then they face Tech the Te- Houston Texans. Then they face the Saints. Then they face the Panthers. Then they face the Eagles. Then they face the Falcons. They face the Redskins. So they got like a good four or five, six tough games probably. If you can make a case for all of them. You can make case for all of them, actually. They're, they're tough. And then they go on the bye week. Then they face the 49ers, Buccaneers, Eagles, Bears, Redskins, Titans, Colts, and then Cowboys last. It's like a who's who. <laughs> yeah. It's actually tougher than it is, actually. It's like a who's who. All those teams are like have gotten better yeah, or are already great. Yeah, I mean, they got luck now, the Colts. He might be better this year. Panthers are definitely going to be there. And the Eagles are definitely going to be there. And the Falcons are going to try for redemption. Yeah. And the Saints, too. It's like... And they're all going to love the idea of stomping out the Giants to do it. Like, can you make a case for any of them actually winning a game against any of them? Like, considering where the roster is now? I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> they might go 1-15. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, my God. I, the only case that could make me a win against the Texans, maybe... Maybe the Redskins, because they lost Cousins and Smith's okay, but they had success against I Smith. I had them going like 12 and... <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> like, that. And you had the complete opposite. You oh know, like God. 2 and 14. Yeah, like they bodied me. They absolutely... <laughs> well, you can't blame me. the... In- well, the injury started everything, really. When everybody got injured, when Beckham got injured, it kind of changed everything. They just weren't the same team. And defensively, they were just gassed out. And they were tired of this whole, I'm carrying you, but you're not carrying me. Like, what is this? Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you, that's how players are in the NFL. Yo. When, when you play great on defense and the offense stinks, in the back of your head, you're just like, can you guys carry us? Yeah. Like, like what the heck, man? We've been playing here for 40 minutes. You can't even score two touchdowns or three? Like, come on. You just needed something here, fellas. Like, then Jesus. if the offense scores 28, but the defense gets for 35, the offense is going to be like, yo, well, you guys can't defend? Like, come on. We're scoring 30, 28, 35 points. You can't defend? Come on. It's always back and forth, those, the, those sides. You know, it's always going to be back and forth. That's awful, dude. Now, they said the professional answers would be like, you know, we support each other. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, we, you know, we got to play together and not worry about scores and everything. And, you know, those guys play hard and everything. That's a professional answer, but, you know, in the yeah, back of their I, head, they're in, like, in the screw room, this, I don't man. Think that's the oh, no. Conversation is happening. I, I've been to locker rooms. And also, 
I've been. To, I mean, when I'm in high school, I was wrestling. Even even locker rooms like that. Like when the guy in our weight class loses, we get mad. Or if mm-hmm. I lose, I get mad. Or whatever. Like we, I've been to that whole drama thing. Like it's your fault. We lost this game. I mean, we lost this match. Like what was this? Like, you should have wrestled, or we picked you up. But still, like, come on, you gotta step up here. Like mm-hmm. everybody's been in that situation. If you're if you play sports, like that's the worst. But and the coaches have their speeches, of course, and they mm-hmm. yell at everybody and stuff. Yeah, with everybody. Yeah, I think we, we all experienced that at some point. But, yeah, it's just interesting that I hope the Giants, I don't know what the record's going to be, but based on the schedule, I feel like they're only going to win, like, three or four games, realistically, just the way they're constructed right now. I could change. Maybe they sign people, and maybe they get a good draft picks out of this. It could change, and maybe the coaching's different. But the way I see it right now, they might go 4-12. Sure, and that offensive line, please. Because if, 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 if they got a good line, I don't even know if they still win more than four games. Yeah, but at least you keep Eli from getting damaged. Yeah, but he got to even fall down now. Now he's doing what Peyton Manning does. When as soon as he sees a guy, he's just going to fall down. Yeah, I mean, that's what, it's sure if that offensive line, maybe you make it so that that doesn't have to be the case. Hopefully, man. You know, how you know the Giants had like a couple of years to shore up their offensive line since like 2012. They, they stinked. Their they line stinked since 2012. They've never done it. And Jerry Reese fall for the Kool-Aid when, when they had like a 10, they had a good 11-5 and five season under Ben McIndoo, and then he's fired the next season. To me, that's not fair, though, firing Ben McAdoo. I know he did bad decisions, but just, like, he had one good year, and he had one bad year, and then you get to fire him. But I think it was just how heinous he was with Benjamin Eli. But that's, like, the New York thing to do. Like, we have one good season, and then somebody else gets fired. Mike Woodson has a good season. He gets fired next season. And it's not even his fault. But that was ownership. Yeah, and that was not fair. Like, Phil Jackson Yeah, but no, nobody, nobody wanted Woodson to be fired. Well, People were calling for McAdoo to be fired after what he did to Eli because you can't disrespect a guy who brought you two rings like that and, and break his streak. Why would you do that? Yeah, I don't know. One game that. away from... If you're going to break your streak, at least put David Webb in. Don't put Geno Smith. How about you just let him start and then and take then him out? Bench him. Yeah, you could have just done that too. Like, let him get two snaps and then and then call it a day. Like, it, you don't have to break it. That Now, see, that would have been a respectful thing to do. Eli, I don't want you playing, but I don't want to disrespect what you've put together. But even when they benched him and then he got fired, McAdoo, they still didn't play David Webb. Like, at yeah, some point, you got to play the guy that you're trying to think who's going to be a franchise quarterback after Eli Manning, le- like, when he leaves. Like, I don't know why they didn't play Davis Webb. Maybe he really stinks or something or he's not ready. But you got to see and see what he can do. It just makes no sense. I'm on your side. I just don't get it. You know? well, at least drafts next week. Maybe we'll see what happens with these teams. But, you know, switching topics here. Let's talk about these playoffs because they've been very, very competitive for, like, the past few Days actually, they've been crazy. Like for instance, this Cleveland Pacers game, mm. I was just laughing on Sunday <laughs> when they got smacked in the first half, the Cleveland Cavaliers. But then everybody's like, you know, drinking the Kool Aid, like Shannon Sharp and those other people fans, like they cry. You know, they're like, oh, LeBron's was just beat Pacers down. They're like, there's ten ten percent chance that Pacers not gonna win this series and stuff. And then bam, right there, Pacers just like smacked him in the first quarter, and then from that point on, they just had it. Them. Yeah, they wrecked them. LeBron had his triple double, but that doesn't mean nothing. Man, like, I mean, in a loss, the team stinks. Like, J.R. Smith was not there. Kevin Love couldn't even score that much. Everybody else was just like, whatever. Jeff Green lost his shot. Kyle Colbert wasn't even playing that first game, like that much. Like mm-hmm. everybody, Tristan Thompson didn't even play the second game, even though Cleveland Cavaliers won that game. But it's just like, it's LeBron or bust. That's mm-hmm. what it is. It's it's LeBron or bust right now. What do you now. think he's going next year? He's going to 76ers. You think? Yeah, he's going to 76ers. There's no way in heck he's not going to go with 76ers. The way that team is constructed right now, mm-hmm. with those two pieces, and they got shooters everywhere. And with like, a bunch of young guys. He got a good coach in Brent Brown. 
who's you know definitely gonna coach LeBron. Like, it, it, can can LeBron take a back seat though? Because Joel Embiid is the mouthpiece over there. He never had a center like that in his career. He never had a center that can dominate in the post like that. That's true. If you look at his his career, like has LeBron no, really ever true. had a dominating center? But but I mean, Bosch is okay. Like Mouthpieces, yeah. But Bosch wasn't playing the five. He was playing the five, but he wasn't like a guy. Oh, you could give him the post, and you just gotta like dribble, dribble, and start taking hook hook shots and he post was like up a shots. Stretch four. Yeah, like Kevin Love, and Kevin yeah. Love doesn't even do that much. They don't even play Kevin Love in the post a lot, and then he just got a torn ligament on his left hand, which I think is he's like got to be one of the most fragile players I've ever seen. <laughs> No, you like smack his hand too hard. And he's, he's like, oh, six weeks. I know he's just got like, and he's gonna play game three. I don't even know if he could play game three. Like Tyronn Lue, I know he wants to coach for his job right now. He's probably coaching for his job right now. But the thing is, is that you can't let Kevin Love play a game like that. You just can't like with a torn ligament in his left finger. Mm-hmm. Like this was maybe March or something. You know, he's not gonna play him. Of course, they won't play him because it's like we'll season, see. whatever. But I know it's the playoffs. But you can't let him play with a damaged finger, especially when you when it's your guide hand when you shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. It's gonna hurt. Like every time. Lucky it wasn't his shooting hand. Because shooting hand, then it would be even worse. Because then he'd be shooting the ball, he'd be missing every time because of his finger. He's just not holding it well. I don't know. I, I mean, at some point, I feel bad for for LeBron, but I really don't. I, I, he, because he made, he made his bed. Yeah, he made it. Like he, this is his fault, kind of. Because if you just couldn't give Kyrie the credit for winning that game for you in Game Seven, probably all this would have happened. Yeah, which he absolutely did. He should have. He should have. He should have given credit. Just gave it to him. Because I guarantee, if he gave credit, Kyrie Irving would still be here. Most likely, would still be here. But it's always about LeBron, and that's why he left. Mm-hmm. And look what happened now. You had a banged up Isaiah Thomas. You had a banged up. You had a washed up Dwayne Wade. Looks like he's good in playoffs, but then he just sucked Game Three. Then, and then you had uh, other pieces around you, like Derrick Rose and everybody. And you thought, oh, I remember earlier in the season, everybody was like, oh, this is the most talented roster that LeBron's ever had with all these guys. And then they had like a horrendous record. And the, the Cleveland Knicks. And then, then yeah, I know, the especially Cleveland Knicks. Then everybody was like, oh, we should trade them all, and they did. And then he's like, oh, this is this is much better roster than before. They're much younger. They could play defense and stuff. They still stink on defense. Where's Shumpert? Yeah, what happened to Shumpert? Is he on the team still? I think he's on the Kings. I don't know. I don't I know. Have what no idea where he went. Uh, see, this is, I don't remember them trading him. See, that's the thing. He's irrelevant now because not with LeBron. But when he's LeBron, he's relevant. When you're with no LeBron, you're relevant. Why he, when he was with the Knicks, he was relevant. Man, he, he still, he still he washed was. up. He sucked. He he hasn't improved since he's been in the league. He's I'm just hit, trying to figure out where he is now. He's probably. I think I he's he still the, plays. I think he's in the Kings right now. Hmm. I know his girl's having a, a good show now on BH1. They're both what? They're on the show together. They're on the show together. See, that's how you know that you, your career is going nowhere because you have a show now. Eh, he'll be alright. But still, it's just like last time I saw him, he was working out with Hoodie Mello. Oh my God! No, it's the truth. And but look, we have an OKC now too. But the thing, the before we get into all that stuff and other teams, but it's like you look at LeBron and the situation he's at, and the rosters he's had, and like this season, it's been incredible. But it's almost like I remember earlier in the season, everybody's like, "Oh, they got you these young pieces. They got Rodney Hood. They got Larry Nash Jr. They got Jordan Clarkson. Got George Hill. Oh, they're gonna be great defensively, and they still stink. Like, yeah, they still stink now." I'm starting to think it's just coaching. No, it's always been coaching. But Tyron now Lue I, is now overrated. I really, now I really think it. See, that's what. But but again, he can't coach. I. This is another reason I don't have any sympathy for LeBron because you got rid of David Black. You know, I know he can't coach no Tyron Lue because Eric Spoelstra, who lost LeBron, is coaching for the Heat and he's actually doing a good job with that roster. And yet they're still in these games with 76ers, and I know they got like lost Game Three, but it's almost like he he can coach. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas Tyron Lue, he got less talent, and he's still he's still putting a good team to go on the floor. Yeah, whereas Tyron Lue is like it's LeBron, and that's it. Who mm-hmm. who else is there? Like really, like LeBron or Bus? And he's this playing. Is their fault. It is their fault. Their roster was their horrendous. Other coach was the other coach was better. Yeah, they bad was much better. Black. And right? the thing is, his defense was better. We're talking about Blatt, right? Yeah, his defense was good. What's his first name? David. It was David Blatt. I yeah, he's the David Blatt. He's right. David Blatt was a much better coach. He had a dope winning season, and you got rid of him. He's just running for the next coach. You get, too, because you, you got smacked by Golden State. Newsflash. Everybody is getting smacked by Golden State. Hey, when just, they're healthy and they're fully yeah, up, you good. didn't have the talent to keep up with them. It wasn't a coaching thing. You don't have people who hit shots. J.R. Smith does not hit shots like Klay Thompson. No, you know. Kyrie no. Irving can he can kinda keep up with Steph Curry, but not really. No, nah, I mean he's good, but And Durant one on one with LeBron was giving him the business. Yeah, Durant. <laughs> and you don't have an answer for Draymond Green. No, you don't. And then once the bench comes in, it's a whole different set of problems. Is it equal dollar make shots and stuff, yeah. And Steve Kerr can actually coach. So, you know. Yeah, and that's why I, I didn't like, I mean, I, people thought that if Mark Jackson was still coaching, they win these titles. I don't know if they would because Kerr introduced them a different system. And there's a ball, ball boom and everything. And I don't know if Mark Jackson will ever do that. They were more like a pick and roll type of office. I mean, we don't know. Maybe he'll change his mind if he, if he gets a job for the Knicks. But, you know, they, of course, those stories come out that he did this, all this stuff for the Warriors and this and that. He had problems with people. And then you also had Kenny Smith, who's in the running, too, for this coaching which job. I think which is a terrible idea. You really think so? Yes. I thought he was a dark horse candidate, but it's just interesting that he got offered to interview Kenny Smith. Like I, the think, Knicks. I, I just think it's a bad idea. You don't think he's a, a bad co- idea? You think he's a good coach? I, yeah, I'm, I'm sick of untested, unproven coaches. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of I'm, I don't want another David Fisher. <laughs> you mean Derek Fisher? Derek Fisher. Whatever his name. <laughs> I don't care Fisher. about him. Whatever. I don't want another Fisher on board. I want somebody who knows what they're doing. Like I want David somebody Blatt? With, a track, with a track record. Blatt's all right, but I prefer Jackson because I know he can develop players. Well, David Fisdale. He's not bad either. He can coach. He, he, what? No. I'm, Jerry listen. Stackhouse can coach. Jerry Stackhouse that rap, can coach. That Raptors bench would have been was crazy. Great. Yeah, yeah he's the one who's coaching would have been would have been awesome. No, he coached the Raptors bench, and it's like if he gets this job, he might do this. He might good development. You know, I think he's good development. I, I don't. I I don't doubt that. Right. Yeah. I just I'm I'm done. I don't want to take any more chances. I know. I, I don't get want it. any more dumb decisions. I don't want to. I don't want to experiment. I don't want to say what if for the for the first time in years. I want the Knicks to make the logical decision as opposed to going against the green and doing something stupid. Like, go get Mark Jackson. Hire uh, Coach Woodson as the defensive coach. And call it a day. <laughs> Just call it, call it and let's see what happens. From there, if, if, from there, if it messes up, I'll be quiet. But we have a, we have a process that we need to go through now. We need to develop all this talent we have. We already know what Mark Jackson can do with point guards. We already know that he's a defensive-minded coach. Woodson is definitely a defensive-minded coach because the Knicks had never played better defense, hadn't played such good defense since the days of Jeff Van Gundy. So please, let's just do the right. Like, no, 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 all these these other names. (sighs) Blatt and Fisdale and... Oh, just get the guy that makes sense and leave it alone. Frank Vogel. I know. <laughs> come on, get out of here. Like, come on, man. These dudes. Stop. Uh, just go get the for once. 
for once. Just go get the guy we're asking for. Van Gundy, they didn't even interview with him, and I well, I think that they wanted to get Jackson. I think that's why. I think Van Gundy would want the job anyway, even if they offer him, because he wants Jackson to get the job. Because Jackson wants the next job so badly. Apparently. Yeah, let him have it, and then hire Jeff as the assistant, or go get Woodson as the assistant, or go get what? What did you just say his name was? Dude, coach the Raptors. Oh, Jerry Stackhouse. Go get Stackhouse as the assistant. <laughs> What's the problem? It's a step up from where he is now. That's true. So go get him and let him be your assistant coach. Like or or I would I would honestly love if if I had it my way, Jeff Van Gundy and and Mark Jackson coaching side by side. Like it's not gonna happen though. No, of course not. But they have too much pride for each other. They wouldn't they would just But be they're fighting. also friends with each other, they rock with each other. Pay him the exact same salary. Just make one the head coach and one the assistant coach. Assistant head coach. And just <laughs> just let him do his thing. But or go get Woodson. I don't. But, but I don't. I don't, I don't think Woodson is gonna leave to be an assistant because he's already an assistant. Nah, he's um, too good to be assistant. He needs to be a head coach. At this point, he needs to be a head he's coach. He's already an assistant under Doc. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know. I mean, look, I, I just hope they make the right decision. Like they get Jackson. All right, that's fine. But can can he has to develop these players? If he get they get Fizdale, okay, just coach these players. If you get uh, David Blatt, same thing. If you get you can get any of these guys, just develop these players. I like, trust Jackson. We to get develop. these we get these big names sometimes, and they don't develop them. I trust Jackson to develop the players. I trust I trust Mark Jackson with the team we have right now, as presently constructed with no trades, no nothing. I trust Mark Jackson to turn that team into something within the next two to three years. You said anything about Phil Jackson? Look what happened there. Hmm? We said anything about Phil Jackson? Thought he could do. It. Look what happened because there. Because Phil Jackson was another experiment. He was an untest. He was untested as an exec. We just assumed he knew what he was doing because he was such a good coach, and he because he'd been around basketball his whole life, and because Jeannie Buss is his girlfriend, and we know she knows how to build a team. We know at least we know her father knew how to build a team, so we trusted Phil Jackson. But he wasn't coaching. Phil Jackson was Phil Jackson was an exec, and he was asleep at the wheel. And that was a bad idea. I trusted Phil's basketball knowledge, and he shocked everybody because he did not care about what we were talking about. Nope. It was about him and his triangle, and then look what happened there. Next, and he alienated Melo. Like five, yeah. five years at least now because of that. And you gave Noah that dumb contract. <laughs> Where is Noah one anyway? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Where is Noah right now? No one cares. That's the problem. I don't know what happened, man. It just it just fell apart. Everything as soon as Jackson was there, and then, then he left. It's like it still fell apart because now we had another coach fire, and I didn't think it was fair to fire Jeff Hornacek, but it was just like, man, I felt he, bad he for Hornacek. He wasn't, but he wasn't a good he wasn't a good coach. There in those, listen, in those third quarter situations where we kept getting blown out, yeah, that was a that good adjustment. Directly falls on him. We 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 play competitively for the first two quarters. And then they make one adjustment and just bomb us out and go on like a 19-3 to run. And then in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden it's competitive again, but we never come out of the hole. And that that's that's all coaching. And that happened way too many times. It was like a trend throughout the year. It was just a matter of which quarter they were going to kill us in. And normally it was the third. And they make one or two just little tweaks to their game. And all of a sudden, we're not defending the three-point line anymore. They make one little tweak, and it's like our whole team goes to crap. One little <laughs> adjustment, and, and we, we just go to absolute crap. So 
It's he crazy. had to go. He yeah. had to go. Yeah, he's kind of set up himself. But that's just like he's that injured roster. So I was listening like and Rambis as your defensive. Coach. <laughs> like, come on, man. We don't the play rumbus, any the rumbus, the rumbus. He did the rumbus defense. And that's yeah, why they we stink. don't play any defense. We don't guard the three. <laughs> Get Mark Jackson out there. He's he's had time. He knows how to develop players, and he's had time as an analyst, which means he's been watching the game from a different perspective for a minute. I trust Mark Jackson to do what he's going to do. He's not going to come in and try and play an exec. He's going to be a coach. All right, let's 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 do this. I have this plan for the Knicks. And I don't know what's going to happen. It's a pipe dream. But let's say we get Jackson, all right. Then then the next step they do is they try to get Damian Leonard because for all we know, the Blazers might get swept for all we know on Saturday mm-hmm. or Sunday, whatever the game is. Then, is Lillard a free agent? No. We got to mm-hmm. trade for him. But, that, but maybe we should trade for him. Then we get uh, Kawhi Leonard somehow. Let's just say we sell a pipe dream right now. This is a pipe then, dream. Then we get Porzingis, of course, healthy, of course. Then we develop Frank. Hopefully he's still there. Maybe he's not there because they traded him for, for Damian Lillard or something. But we get all these pieces, and then we get a couple free agents, and, and hopefully Porzingis comes back, and you got your big three. You got Leonard. You got Porzingis. You got Kawhi. Like, you got your big three right there. And that's a pipe dream. I know. That, that is <laughs> the ultimate pipe I dream. I can't, I, can't even, I can't even entertain that. It's so pipe dreamy. But it will be a good team hopefully it would be an awesome team but it's also completely unrealistic i don't <laughs> think mean, we can well, afford but it's not at least it's more realistic than your pipe dream about lebron coming here and bringing the cold banana crew, that, wasn't, crew. that wasn't a pipe dream that was that was an actual little bit of an insider tip See, the only way what happened if david fisdale was coach like i said it was a little bit of an insider tip that i had and it was based on the stuff that they were all talking at the time because i knew they wanted to play together and this is their chance coming up so even if it doesn't happen in New York, it could still happen after this year. Le- LeBron's being bounced. <clears throat> okay, see, this is as far as they're going to go. So that there's there's LeBron. Wade's up. Wade's contract is up after this, so he's free. LeBron's contract is up. He's free. Melo's free. And, and Paul. Um, and Paul's free. But if they win the chip, if Paul and, and Harden win the chip, he's staying. I don't know if they're going to win the chip, man. I don't, I don't, I don't trust the Rockets like that. It's just I think it's like Harden or Bus. Well, the, the Rockets have a deep team too, but I don't know. You, you can make a case. For if a lot they of win the chip, he's gonna stay. Oh, of course. I mean, if I won the chip, I'll stay. I'll yeah. just look foolish. I'd be like, oh, I won the chip. Well, I'm gonna go this team now. Yeah, like, it's foolish. So that means that means now you're talking about everybody coming to where he is. That's true. Or maybe LeBron goes to OKC. If LeBron went to Houston, well, yeah, but if he goes to OKC, you know, Big Four. Yeah. But it, but Melo's Melo can be up too, Mello, so Melo can maybe. actually break up and break out and go to Houston too. Maybe or Melo could just stay for a cheaper deal, and then LeBron comes, and then you got your big four. Right, but that would negate them playing together. Yeah, well, but but he'll be there. Wade would be coming off the bench because Harden's not going to. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Wade, too. yeah, well, Harden's just he's on that low right now. That would that would get them all in the, in the same locker room. So it, there'd be all of them plus Wade. I mean, all of them plus Harden. They, like that's crazy. They say that he's the better, he's the best scorer over Kobe. Nobody said that. No, that's what they're making a case. Like, oh, no, he's the, the most unstoppable Barkley, scorer. Barkley tried to make that a case, and everybody shot him down. But because Smith said, but Kobe had eighty one. Yeah, like, like he had eighty one. Eighty one points. That's it. Not to mention the fact, and I'm just gonna say this on there. That step back that he does is a travel. It does. If you look at it, it's like that is a travel. It's, it's like what? It's like three steps. It's like three or four. It's like three and a half steps. And also, it's he just unguardable went, because it's a travel. Also, he went two for eighteen last game. Yeah. When was he had Kobe go two for eighteen? When he was washed. Yeah, I, he was I washed. Was yeah, exactly. 
And also in his prime, like Kobe did a lot of crazy stuff in his prime. People were fearful of Kobe over Harden. You that, that I told you, man. That talk about pipe dream. <laughs> That's a pipe dream. The thought that Kobe was ever a second fiddle scorer as a scorer. No, he's like as as a yeah, scorer. He's like third all time actually scoring. First of all, scoring he's better than Harden. Defensively, he's better than Harden. I don't know if he can pass better than Harden. He's just a better, better, better player. But than he's Harden. just a better player than Harden. And Harden is kind of a one trick pony. And Harden is traveling every time he scores. And if if they if they hand change the rules to get these fouls, Harden would never get these Harden fouls. would yeah. would not see these kind of numbers because he gets fouled almost every time down. The only person I see get more is LeBron. And Harden does his thing. I know people can see me like on there, but he does his thing where he drives. He's like, this is a, yeah, he, the, the head thing yeah, back. He, he snaps his head back every time he drives. Like, and his beard is all big, so it looks <laughs> like his, his head's flying <laughs> off his shoulder. And then he gets like this foul call, like, Ugh, and it's like he foul. Is absolutely no way, shape, form, or fashion on no planet a better scorer than Kobe Bryant. He's not. He's not. Man, I don't know why they have this. Kenny Jet Smith was like, dude, it's Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah. And then Kobe Bryant. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's 100 of course, points. because, of course, you got to be biased with Jordan. He's like, take Jordan out of the equation. It's just. No, nah, but even it. Jordan never scored 81 in a game. Yeah, I think Hightower was like 69. But and I think Jordan Kobe could have gotten more. Well, they Jordan pulled him in that game, remember? Yeah. They pulled him out of that. He could have got, he was, he was tearing the paces up. I'd have let him get to like. 90. I'm surprised they didn't put LeBron in this conversation because he's like eclipsing a lot of records and scoring right now. But yeah, but everybody knows LeBron is benefiting from the new rules. And, and also, he's just muscular. He's just really just brute strength for this right. guy. And so it's and like, he's, he's going to drive to the basket every time. He's still never going to live down that stigma of being soft in the beginning of his career. Mm-hmm. He's like the most mentally soft team besides LeBron. Like, LeBron just makes him relevant to Cleveland you, Cavaliers. You, you, you had to be carried off the court for the <laughs> <laughs> little cramp. We can't talk. About I know. Anymore, man. Like, Kobe had a, a torn Achilles, and he made two free throws, and then walked off. And he walked off exactly. He walked, he walked to the free throw line. Torn Achilles walked to the free throw line. Sunk two. Walked to the locker room. Talk about mental toughness. You bro. had a cramp and had to be carried <laughs> to the bench. Talk about mental toughness, though. Have a torn Achilles and still. How many make... injuries did Allen Iverson play through? Oh, he, there's a list. I think I forgot. I have to look at that list again. But he had like a bunch of them. I know he had a bunch of them. His body, he was torn <laughs> up. Still dropped thirty something. A yeah, like, come on, man. LeBron is crap. I have. I just have a different. See, and this is this is the problem. Almost in life, <laughs> with anything that you start comparing, right? Yeah, the nineties were a truly special time. The 90s into the 2000s were a truly special time because we were dealing with some of the best life had to offer, from athletes to music to cartoons to art. Classics were coming out. And they weren't classics because we enjoyed them so much in that era. They're classics because 20 years later, you watch them and it's still like, holy crap, this is better than a lot of stuff that's out right now. They literally changed the rules of the NBA to make it more beneficial for the offensive player. It wasn't the same. So it's Jordan like NFL, had to, it's like NFL too. Yeah, they changed everything. Now it's a passing league. Now. Jordan had to power through to do most of the stuff he did. He had to go through huge dudes who are like in the top fifty players of all time. Yeah, like top centers in the league they've ever seen. Period. And he top went through centers, them. Yeah. Top forwards. He dunked on them. He dunked on every single center. Every he great center. Them. Every single great center he's dunked, dunked on them. On, Morning, dunked on. Hewing, dunked on. And it wasn't about like it wasn't a, Robinson dunked on. 
Matumbo. Dunked on. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't about filling up the stat sheet. Yeah. It was about getting the wins, and he won in a tougher era. Same thing with music. Dudes were making music in a time where albums actually sold, so you could see who was really like Illmatic. Who really wasn't. Illmatic turned 24 yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Come on, man. Like you, you can't compare that to dudes who can't move numbers and can only do streamings. It's just it's, it's a it's, different era. So I don't like making comparisons at and all. And that's why I like Jordan's response when he talked about how their team, you know, of course Jordan's I mean, the Bulls have these three, six towers, whatever, and they ask him a question about, oh, is he like the greatest of all time? And his response was perfect. He was saying that, you know, was, I mean, I deserve to be in the conversation, of course, but like there's different generations, you know, it was. Bill Russell at his time, and then it was, you know, the Lakers, then it was Magic and Burr. Like, everybody's different. Their generation, they were great at their time. Like, Jordan was great at his time in the 90s and everything. So, but when you hear LeBron, it's just like, oh, I'm the best in the world. I'm better than everybody, this and that. Like, that's just like an arrogant answer, you know. Mm-hmm. But Jordan's answers are more like, he doesn't, he doesn't like to be considered the GOAT. Like, people call him the GOAT, but when you ask him, he always is always like, well, you know, we play in different era, of course, and I was great at my time, but they were great at this time and everything. So that's the good answer because you know that you're getting respect to those players because they're the ones that, that have done great things too. Like, everybody's trying to be a copycat now. You know, like, LeBron's trying to be a copycat of Jordan and Magic or something. And, you know, of course, Ben Simmons trying to be copycat of LeBron. I think, I think after, like, the 70s, Everybody tried to be a copycat of people who were in the 60s and 70s, basically. Mm. Like, Russell Westbrook would be a copycat of Oscar Robertson. Mm. And, like, uh, Kobe, copycat of Jordan. Like, you know, yeah, everybody wants to be a copycat. Everybody wants to be like them. So I mean, but look at look at, look at at the bar they set. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Look at those names that you mentioned. And you got to give them their respect, too. Like, they're yeah. the ones who passed on to the next generation, but next generation, stuff like that. If you were going to try and be like somebody, if I'm Russell Westbrook and I'm trying to emulate a player, like Oscar it wouldn't Robertson. be anybody from my generation either. No. I wouldn't be looking at the dudes around me. Yeah. I'd be looking at the dudes who mashed out before. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, I want to do oh, I want to do what that guy did. Yeah, like Durant said his favorite player was Larry Bird growing up. You know, let's see some comparisons with Larry Bird. Uh, um, Melo's favorite player was Bernard King. Yeah, and fake Bernard King kind of. Mm-hmm. So, I just Bernard King was more efficient, of course, but you know, but Melo has a mid range and everything. But that's, yeah, but that's way that's way his game. So. Paul, Paul George, people compare him to Tracy McGrady if he had like defense or something. Yeah, well, I can see that because McGrady was athletic when he was in his prime. Oh, yeah, he <laughs> he dunked on seven six guys and stuff he like beast. that off the backboard dunk. Yeah, Never still crazy. Played. Who plays like Vince Carter? <sighs> I mean, he Besides was a, he's Carter, probably the best dunker of, dunker of all time. In-game dunker? Totally. In-game dunker, dunk contest, best, best. He, he to the, to date, he still has the best in-game dunk of all time. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, that was incredible. That's, yeah. <laughs> that was incredible, that dunk. I mean, Jordan was a great dunker, too, but not like Vince Carter like that. You know, Jordan was really athletic, too. But Yeah, but Vince Carter just was doing other stuff. So yeah, we had a little bit of time here before we end the show. Uh, this, these teams, okay. So you got Cavaliers and Pacers. So you think? Um, I know I said before I'm sticking with my pick of Cavaliers and six, but if the Pacers win Game Three, I think that might change everything. I don't know. I mean, I still be Cavaliers six. They got to win three straight. But the way I see it, I think the Pacers might have a chance to upset them. I think so too. I think the Pacers are gonna win. I can think they're gonna win Game Three because that. That so what is it, Pacers, be, Raptors after this? It's going to be Pacers and Raptors, yeah. Okay. If the Raptors are... Well, I think the Raptors are going to advance. They're 2-0 right uh, now. Yeah, no, I think, they're, I think they're killing John Wall and company. Yeah, they're killing them big time. I mean, look at it. You got Raptors and Wizards. Yeah, they're 2-0. I got. I mean, I said Raptors are going to win the series anyway. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought it would be tough, but I guess so it wasn't. It yeah, it hasn't been. Did uh, they play tonight? 
Yeah, I think they. This play. is the best time in the playoffs when there are multiple games every night. Oh yeah, like three games I'm too. First round, this. first oh round is always God. the best. The second oh. round is like yeah, like you, they play like every game every other day. Like at least, but you at least you get to watch like one game per night or two right. games per but night. This, whatever. This right here is like oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is awesome. I mean, last weekend was great just watching four games in a row and stuff. Like, I was watching all four on Sunday. I watched some of it on Saturday. It was fun. But, yeah, um, yeah, 76ers and Heat. Um, 76ers are 2-1 and one right now. They got Joel and B back. That's a big boost for them. I think 76ers are going to win this series anyway. I thought it would be seven games. It might go and just go five. And then they, they, they face um, the Celtics because Celtics are up 2-0. and oh. And I didn't see it coming. But I thought it would be more competitive, too, because the coaching of Bash Stevens and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, these guys are playing great right now. They might sweep them, for all we know, if they win game three. Mm-hmm. So I expect them to win this series. As far as the the, um, the Western Conference, Rockets and Wolves, it might be a sweeper. They win in five. Yeah. So those two right now. Thunder Jazz, that could be competitive. I thought Thunder would win in five. I still stick by that. I think they just got to win three straight now, so we'll see if that happens. Uh, Blazers Pelicans that surprised me the heck because yeah. I didn't think the Pelicans are about to sweep the Portland right now. But they're wrecking them. They're wrecking them like crazy. That that backcourt is disrupting Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum right now. Rondo and and, and Holiday. Uh, Holiday. Yeah. They're playing great right now, and Davis is just playing out of his mind. Davis. Yeah, so the Pelicans might sweep them. So then that means they're gonna face Golden State most likely. Which means, because Golden State most likely going to win this series in four or five against the Spurs. I don't think they're going to go any more than six. We'll see if Steph is back by then. I don't know. They're saying reports that he might miss the beginning of the second round. Yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. But, well, that's why I said we'll see if Steph is back. But if it's Pelicans and Warriors, I'd be competitive too. Mm-hmm. You got Durant and Davis. Of course, you got you know Green and that backcourt. So we'll see. But yeah, I, so far it's been competitive. So we'll see what happens though. But that's going to do it for today's show, guys. You can follow me at More in This 10. Mr. Mech, M-R-M-E-C-C. You can follow all the latest episodes on SoundCloud Cloud. And, you know, since look at all the updates on Facebook and Twitter because we've been getting a lot more followers and likes. So definitely got to check that out. See you next week. Peace.